episode 22 of Reboot already underway. I am your host, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David Becker. Not always. 80% of the time. All right, well, we'll count it. We'll give it to you. We'll count. And also by Aaron Hahn. Yes, I am here like 95% of the time. Yeah. How are you guys doing tonight? Having, having a good day? or? <laughs> yeah, I'm real tired. Yeah, well, this should be an interesting show. Uh, I think Aaron and I in particular, I don't know about David, but we both particularly lost all of our will to do anything <laughs> at this point. And uh, yeah, but we got a great show for you nonetheless. We're going to talk about the CBS television show that we're all pitching, uh, the Nameless Pitch. No, it's not Nameless anymore. It's Pitch, pitch and Ditch or Pitch or Ditch. Pitch or ditch, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Shin Godzilla. and uh, But first, we're going to talk about those movies, those video games, rather, that should be movies. In the end, what separates a man from a slave? Money? Power? No. A man chooses. A slave obeys. Okay. Are you afraid of God? No. I'm afraid of you. I know we've been talking a big game about how video games and movies never work, but uh, what are some of the video games that would work if we transported them into a movie storytelling format? Who wants to start? Aaron, okay, no, David, you go first then. <laughs> I thought you weren't gonna weren't gonna start, so all right, let's do it. No, I'm feeling it. Well, <laughs> my first game is um, a game that I teared up at. Like it's already a big story related game. Jake, I'm sure you could guess it. It th- my choice is The Last of Us. Oh, okay, yeah. The Last I agree. Of Us. Working on a movie. Uh, it's in hiatus now. I'm not sure it's ever. Okay, because like made Sam it. Raimi was like producing or something. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, I want the writer I of the game was writing it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, like, I can see that. I'm not like super down on a movie for it because, like, I mean, The Last of Us, man, one of the only games that has ever like made me straight up ball multiple exactly, moments in the game, like, um, from yeah, the very beginning like, to the end. Um, I don't know if they could really capture, like, the agency that you have uh, in that game, where, like, you're the one doing all these things that end up making you cry in the end. Uh, But I do think it would work for people who, like, don't like games to be like, hey, this is a story that you should like. Um, But, yeah. Like... It's just it's just a wonderfully well written game. I think it like I would love to see it on the big screen, live action. Well, yeah, of course, live action. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, we they... don't want another Ratchet and Clank on our. Oh, I thought I thought you were going uh, uh, the Spirits Within, the Final Fantasy movie. <laughs> That's oh, I, I don't know Final Fantasy. I don't even know Ratchet and Clank actually. Yeah. <laughs> I started I, just... play, I started playing it um, this morning. Really like it. Like the first time ever, the new yeah, one. First time the ever, one. the new yeah. one. All right, so guys, Aaron, what's what's your first film or first video game, rather? No, well, you you know. I oh, I know what your first one is. Yeah, is it it has to be this pick because mm-hmm. 
you know, like a lot of people have been wanting a movie about this, and it's perfectly reasonable to want that because that is, it's one of the best stories in a video game of all time, mm. and that is Bioshock. Mm-hmm. I concur. So, I haven't played any of the games yet. I did buy the collection, and I will get to them. And oh, then yeah. I'll have my input. Well, don't don't yeah. worry. No no spoilers. Um, because oh, well, I won't, I won't spoil anything. But it's def- it's just such a I, w- I was just blown away by because like I'd never experienced a video game like that before. That's just like so like rich in so many areas. Just like the whole the whole environment would be great for a film. Like yeah. if they could do it right, it's a very visually interesting film with like all the underwater tunnels and like the kind of mix between like the steampunk kind of stuff. And the other sci-fi elements, you know. Yeah, and that no, would be very visually oh, cool. But just, oh, I agree. I, I hear, I hear it's like a weird game though. Like the director was like, they, and after they released it, they they interviewed him, and he's like, yeah, like it's a weird game. Like we weren't really sure that people would really take to it, but like I guess everyone did. So good for us. I was like, this is an awful I, interview. I love but, you, Ken um, Levine. I, I love you. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he's working on, but um. Here's my problem with, I think, a Bioshock movie in particular, like the original Bioshock. I would rather see a film that's, like, placed in Rapture rather than, like, the actual events from Bioshock. Because, again, with The Last of Us, I feel like the agency of the player is so important in Bioshock. It's part of what sells that story. And even, like, the the big moment, which, again, I'm not going to spoil, but if if you're not controlling it, I don't know if it would have that big of a big of an impact well I uh i can't i can't you know it's spoilers yeah. right yeah i i get what you're saying and yeah well i mean like it doesn't have to be the exact story right i suppose but yeah i mean even just to film set and rapture i could take because i think yeah. what makes the story or what makes the game so great is that environment and just like the thematic nature of it I totally you know, agree. That whole uh, big critique of the subjectivist society is really fascinating. So I think if you have those two elements, that's really the major things you would need to carry over to the movie. You don't need to carry it over uh, plot point by plot point because obviously you're not going to have time for everything anyway. Right. I think it's the, the best thing about Bioshock are those things that you don't see, the things that you just hear about through audio recordings, through the ta- What are they, tapes? I can't remember. No, I forget. And yeah, because yeah. um, I haven't played Bioshock in a while, but it's it's those moments that like you get with the doctor and you get the guy on the stage who's like playing the piano. It's like these weird characters that just appear out of nowhere, kind of tell their stories, and then who knows what happens? Like it, it's all you don't know what happens in that game to most of those characters, and it's uh, I don't know. It's a really weird game. But I, I love it, and I do think it would work if you just focused on maybe one of those plot points, one of those side characters. I don't know. I do love Bioshock, though. Which brings me <laughs> to my first uh, pick, and it's one that I would rather see a movie of this, but I understand that the first Bioshock would have to happen first. I would like to see Bioshock Infinite be a film. Um and for a lot of the same reasons, the storytelling is just so 
out of this world good. Um, but better than the first one. Oh yeah, even. I agreed. And I know I really can't even get a gauge on whether people like Bioshock or Infinite better. But I think Aaron and I are both in agreement. <laughs> the only gauge you're going to need is when I play all of them, and then I'll tell you yeah. the, the right order. So okay. don't worry. Yep. That will be we, we haven't played two either, so we can't really speak on that. But I don't understand why you guys don't play two. Like, it just logically doesn't make sense to me. Well, like, two it's didn't not made like, by 2K add anything, by... really, and it wasn't as favorably received, so I just... Yeah, it was made by... Skipped over it first. I can't remember the name of the company. It might just be some 2K studio, but uh, one and Infinite were made by Irrational and Ken Levine, so they're kind of more of um, the same thing. But I just think Bioshock Infinite has such an amazing story with such amazing characters. Like, the characters in Infinite, I think, are better even. Elizabeth one of my favorite characters in fiction, like, let alone, like, video games, movies, uh, books. Um, she's just so interesting and, and such a great, like, look at innocence and corruption and stuff like that. I just think it's so great. And, uh, I mean, even the, the Lutesses, which we won't get into much, but I think the Lutesses would be great to put to film. And, like, who would you even get to play the Lutesses? Uh, Tilda Swinton. Oh, oh yes. No, that's not even a question. Tilda Swinton, and then so I don't know someone else. Um, I just think Infinite works so well on that. And the one major flaw I have with Infinite is that it does kind of become first-person shootery after a while, where it's just like, hey, you're running into another room of people, kill all these people. Where I feel like if there was very minimal combat overall, it would probably be better for a story standpoint. So if you had to take out the uh, the gameplay and just work on the story, I think it would be wow, just amazing. Uh, one of the greatest. Right, like, films. that's like the major critique I hear of the game from mm -hmm. people is just that, like, due to you know feeling compelled to have a certain obligation to have all this action in the video game because of you know that's how first person video games work. Mm -hmm. That it kind of undermines a lot of the message that the the story is trying to tell in terms of like uh this violence because you're basically just like mowing down these giant hordes of faceless enemies you really are. and it doesn't it doesn't really gel with what they're trying to do with the character development yeah especially so, I mean, with it, Booker it, it's a valid particular. critique certainly like but, there are moments where you where for story-wise you do have to kill people and that makes sense but there are just times, like, like you said, just monster closets of people. Just, oh, here's like three handymen. Face all them now. <laughs> Why? Right, it lessens the impact of the supposedly meaningful deaths because there's so many non-meaningful deaths <laughs> I in agree. the, film, in I the agree. Game. game. But yeah, that's Bioshock Infinite. Uh, if you haven't played Bioshock Infinite, definitely do that. But play Bioshock first. I think you'll get a lot more out of Infinite if you played the original. All right, David, what is your second choice for us <sighs> My today? second choice is made by the same company who makes Oh, all Last right. Of us. I'm down for this. Love me some Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog? Naughty Dog gave a knack for telling stories, and let me tell you. They really do. I want to see the Uncharted series on the big screen. It this needs to one, happen. This one I would way much rather have than The Last of Us, I have to say. So, because. Wait. What's happening with this movie though? Because they're oh, it's there's no way it's making ever one right, but they keep on like pushing it back and it's back. It's never and gonna back happen. And... 
I'm convinced. And they keep on she, losing directors, losing stars, and all this. So this is just in development hell, I guess. Forever. Officially. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, this, like, this Siri, Siri, quote unquote, the Uncharted has so much potential because. <laughs> Why quote unquote you, series? Because <laughs> because I wanted to rephrase what I was saying. Okay. But it has so much potential as in like he you know you, he has so many journeys and mm-hmm. like untold stories that need to be told. And you, I I can't get enough of um of all the characters of Nathan of Soli, Elena like when they work on that if they can get that character um those character interactions down to like a T, which I feel like they can, yeah. that will make the move. But if they if they like if the actors don't really gel together, then it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wash. I agree, and I think as well with the Bioshock thing, you don't need to make this a story based on any of the games. Maybe do yeah. the first game just to get our introductions of these characters and how they all met each other, and then after that, just do a story that's not a game. Like, hey, yeah, he's had tons of adventures that aren't. So games. I've never played these games. Can you guys explain what the Biggest differences between the Uncharted series and the Indiana Jones films? Uh, nothing. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Drake has a sick couple bag. thousand more, a couple thousand more kills. Indiana Jones has like, <laughs> yeah. And Nathan, Nathan Drake, Drake mows there, down. There's like an article where Nathan Drake has killed between like Uncharted one to three. It was like six helicopters, one train, like a fat, like a hundred and twenty million like cars, like. 4,000 bodies. Like, I'd like to see Indiana Jones match that. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs a whip? Or, am I that, right? That, that like, wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but uh, I guess that's the difference. No, but no. The, but um, that's, what you need. that's what you need, though. Yeah, I, th- I think the main... Count. Yeah, the higher body count. Um, I think, really, the difference is, and there really isn't much, to be honest. Um, I think the main difference is, is like, Indiana Jones... Has kind of run its course, I think, at this point. We have those three movies. Well, yes, there's no, only there's three. three. There's just, only three. Just those three. There's only three, and there will never be another one ever created. And I think maybe it's time to uh, pass the you torch. Don't, you don't. What? You don't count Crystal Skull. What? What? What's that movie? Never heard of it. Oh. <laughs> but I think it's time to like pass the torch on. We really don't have big adventure movies anymore. You know, uh, nothing quite like Indiana Jones, and I think. Uh, I think Uncharted could really be the franchise that could take back up that mantle. But because like I don't need a story about any of the games. I need a like an intro story of like how like you could start with you know in the third game how he met Sola. You could start with like that idea mm-hmm. and then just jump forward into a random adventure because oh, there's probably so many. Probably got his brother too because apparently he's he's a thing. I mean, you know, I just introduce a major character into the middle of the franchise, and all right, cool guys, I love you, Uncharted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Aaron, what is your second game? All right, you guys ready for this? Oh, I I sure my, am. My second pick is I want a movie adaptation of Friday the Thirteenth. I knew it was Ness. coming. I knew, I knew this was coming. I was I like, mean, "Is he going to do this?" <laughs> no, he probably won't. And he did it. No, he I'm still doing did this. it. I'm doing this. I mean, you may be saying, "But wait, Friday the Thirteenth is already a movie." But no, 
none of the movies are anything like this game. I want to see a faithful adaptation of this game where you, these group of teens come to Camp Crystal Lake and it's not just Jason that's hunting them down. <laughs> There's zombies, <laughs> constant zombies, so many zombies that you can only defeat by throwing rocks at them, but then the rocks always go over their heads and all that stuff. <laughs> And is it, is it, um, isn't there some pretty awful platforming in that game, too? Or the boss fight? terrible. Fires? Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, listeners, if you couldn't tell, Aaron does not like this game. Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast. It definitely before. happens. It's kind of been out of our wheelhouse. Yeah. But, yeah, it, uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's wasted so many hours of my life just trying to beat this. But... You know, you got you got zombies thrown in there. You got mm. wolves in there. You got his mom's decapitated head is comes to Why life not? and just like flies around the room and stuff. I want I want all that stuff in this movie. All this stuff that was never in any of the movies right. that they felt the need to include in this game. See the video game. I want game, all that in the video game. New. They're like, we can make these movies even better. We know this franchise is going down a horrible path, so we've got to show them what they really need to make it good. And they never listened. Maybe this could be our chance to make it good. Exactly. Would this, be... For this upcoming movie that they keep on pushing back. <laughs> That's it's like what they doing. can't figure out the plot. You have a perfect plot right here. <laughs> and by that, I mean lack of plot. But... Now, now, Aaron, will they have uh, Mike, Mike Tyson's punch-out sections in this game, or in this movie, just like in the game, when you're oh, fighting yeah, Jason? <laughs> well, of course they you know. That's what I was gonna get to. You well, also... Aaron, Aaron said faithful adaptation, so it's right. not faithful. I'm sorry. If there's not those parts, right? Part of this faithful <laughs> uh, adaptation is that you need to get as unrelentingly nihilistic as this game gets. <laughs> like every time Jason shows up, you just freak out because there is no possible way to win. He's just gonna straight up murder you and massacre all of your playable characters in like a minute of gameplay. It's just the the films need to recapture that feeling. They need to put away with all this nonsense of you know starting out like trying to develop these characters. You know, like mm. we don't need that. Mm. We just need like opening credits. Then the campers arrive. Jason comes right in like five minutes into this movie and just murders them all. And, you know, that's that's it. Because that's how long you can play this game. Yeah, oh, I five agree. Minutes. It's a five-minute film, just a short film. I'd be down. Yeah, maybe they'll, like, replay it a couple times. Yeah. You know, a couple different versions of it. I, th- but... I think this needs to be a stop-motion movie, too. <laughs> a stop-motion movie? <laughs> it's going to be so short. They, they got to be like, oh, well, it's taking so long for us to develop this movie. We need an excuse. Oh, we'll make it stop motion. Hey! <laughs> well, stop sense. motion would definitely match the uh, the the stiff movement of all exactly. the characters. So, Jason comes at work. Guys, I think we have a uh, a masterpiece on our hands here. <sighs> Which brings me to my second choice. Um, I was originally going to go with a different game, but I, I've chosen against that, and I'm going to go with a film, a film, a game that I played. Just this past year, but I've fallen so deeply in love with it and its story and its characters. And uh, that is Gone Home. Um, Gone Home. Did you not know what Gone Home is? No. Aaron, no! Oh, Aaron, it's on Steam. You should play it. Um, So I'm definitely not going to spoil this then. (laughs) I recently just played and beat this. However, 
I'm very salty because there's a couple of glitch trophies for me, and Jacob has. And I got them. So. (laughs) All right. I'm gonna control what I'm saying. Go on. So Gone Home is a really short game, like two hours if you play it normally. There's also a trophy for beating it in a minute and thirty seconds, um, which is possible. Oh wow! (laughs) Yeah. But um, I guess not not for me though because that's <laughs> all right all right all right calm down but that's that's the best part is that it, so it's about a girl who comes home from uh, a trip abroad um, comes home to see her family uh, there's a note on the door it's her sister saying I'm sorry I can't be there to greet you I hope I see you again someday and then that's it no one's home you go in all the lights are off and you go around the house like figuring out what happened when you were gone like, uh, like you learn about the family, you learn about uh, the dad's like failing book business, the the mom's uh, relationships with her friends, and mostly just about your sister who left you that note at the beginning. You find all of her diary passages. You learn about her and what she's been going through in this new town, um, and it's emotional. It's straight up an emotional it, game. Um, it, it's a it's a journey, and I didn't expect it at all no yeah it's one of those games i started it up i was like is this a horror game like i thought i thought that too because there's some weird points like oh here's a ouija board and like the like and there's the pentagram on a table yeah and like i was like okay well i don't want to do yeah and then like and it's the best because those weird things exist and then you like find diary uh readings that like tell you that they explain why they're there and the house is old and it's rickety and it's falling apart. And uh, but you learn about these characters, and it's just such an emotional journey that doesn't need to be in a game form. Like it's a, it's a, even a story that we don't see enough in film. I think about like <sighs> I can't say anything. Um, but it's just I think it's definitely a, a game that should be a movie. Um, just so that it can reach more people um, than it already has. But I highly suggest, Aaron, that you play this game. I do uh, as well, because this game totally swept me out from under my feet and totally yeah. surprised me. It's like, set aside even two though, to three even hours. Even though I'm still salty with play it, it. <laughs> I still really enjoy the game. And like, cause I played through it I played through it one sitting, Jacob. I don't know what you did. Yeah, me too. But sure. um, And just, just to see the, the way everything develops and how you uncover it just wow yeah it's an experience that needs to be experienced i agree whether that's in game or film but yeah aaron you should definitely play it all right guys it's on steam it's on steam yes gone home uh it's by fulbright um all right guys let's move on to the upcoming movies of the week you're different sooner or later different scares people guys it's a trash week for American films. Let's just say that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There's one movie I'm excited for. All right. Well, let's start there then. The Accountant. Yeah. I like me some Ben Affleck. Me too. Like like Daredevil Ben Affleck? Because that oh, yeah. Ben Affleck? That's the one you like? <laughs> no. I, don't get me wrong. I'm going to see this film. Anna Kendrick is in this movie. And, uh, yeah. That's about what's Why gonna is happen. Anna Kendrick in this movie, though? It's like man. doesn't feel like a r- role that suits her. 
I don't know. I don't know. But you know what, Aaron? I'm going to see it. So Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It, it looks good. I think it looks good. Um, it, it has, like, split Potential. moments in it where you're like, okay, that's cool. And then there's just other moments where it's just like, this looks kind of boring, guys. Why does this look not good? Like, you have Ben Affleck, you have Anna Kendrick, who, again, Anna Kendrick is in this movie. Um, it, I don't know. I just, I don't have much faith in it to be anything more than just a standard uh, shoot 'em up film. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a good cast. I like the cast. Yeah. You know, Ben Affleck, you got uh, J.K. Simmons, I believe. Yes, yep. And, uh... John Bernthal, <laughs> who played uh, the Punisher in Daredevil mm. and was Shane in The Walking Dead. Oh, oh he's okay. in it? Yeah. So, really, okay. And he was he was incredible as the Punisher. I believe so, it. Like he, he had like a great uh, physicality in the action scenes. So, you know, if they can get something like that in this movie, that'd be exciting. But I don't know. I just... The movie, to me, looks like one of those movies that's trying to look like it's a really smart film, yeah. but then it's just so dumb. <laughs> like, it could be a good kind of dumb, but just accept that you're a dumb movie. Stop trying to pass yourself off as smart. Now, let's not forget that John Lithgow is in this film, who, of course, oh, played the father of not only Neil Patrick Harris and How I Met Your Mother, but also... The father of James Franco and Dawn of the Planet, or Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So let's just and remember that. some serial killer in Dexter at some point. Okay, <laughs> but let's yeah. not forget <laughs> that this man fathered James Franco in a movie. That's all I, just, that's all I want to point out. That's all I want to point out. Alright. Pointing it out, it is. <laughs> yep, you... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on from the accountant. Not, sh- not sure what the point was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but me you either. made it. Um, let's move on to uh, Max Steel, <laughs> a film I had no clue was coming out until a week ago. Uh, yeah, which I is don't know what this movie never is. a good sign. It's a live action adaptation of this cartoon that I guess has been like. Had, had like several versions of it like there was one back in like the early 2000s or something and then there's one going on right now or something and i guess it's just about like this kid whose dad died but also left him a special gift that turns out to be like a robot that bonds with him so he can fight crime as a superhero or something so kind of, is it, is this like a cult of following of like, why do people like this I have no idea. I didn't even know any like anything about this franchise outside of I heard they were making a movie of it. So I watched the trailer for the movie and it's bad. It just looks terrible. Just really terrible. Like the plot does like every single cliche you can possibly hit. And then the effects are just like so bad. Yeah, they're they're um <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't understand. They look uh, pretty pretty fake. Like like maximum ride bad? Mm, I wouldn't say that bad. There there's a fine line here, man. Let's just let's just cool it right there. 
Um, so... Also starring a cast uh, no one's ever heard of. Um, ben Winchell, uh, Andy Garcia, uh, Anna Villafagne, Josh Brenner, and Maria Bello. There we go, guys. <laughs> That's a movie. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, it, it just looks just like really, really generic and yeah. bad. I don't, I don't see the appeal. No, I don't, I don't either. Well... From that train wreck, uh, let's move on to a film I don't even understand what it is, to be honest. Uh, what Now, starring Kevin Hart. Oh, well, it's not really a a film, right? It's just like a... it kind a, of is, right? It's one of his just... No. It's, well, it's, it's, it's a stand-up. Stand but, but all his trailers have been, like, film... Yeah. Like oh, TV. well, I think there's, like, a filmed intro... And then he gets into, or like maybe it will like cut in between his stand-up and film segments. But like it's not, it's not entirely a film. It's mostly stand-up, is from my understanding. Okay. Well, that that's kind of what you get from it. But it's just weird. Who gets Halle Berry to just who who pays for Halle Berry to be in a small part of their movie? That feels so weird to me. Like I don't understand. It, like, is it a movie? I don't know. Like I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't find them. Oh, internet! Don't crucify me. I don't find them that funny as I, as well. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't find a lot of stand up fighting funny. Daniel Tosh, Daniel Tosh is a phenomenal stand upper, but like I don't know. Kevin Hart doesn't really do it for me. I and actually, I actually really head, like Kevin like, Hart's stand up. I'm shaking my head about Daniel Tosh, but I've never heard Kevin Hart stand up that I can remember. Wait, what? Wait, what'd you say about Daniel Tosh, Aaron? <laughs> I, I said he's not he's not the uh, top notch stand up comic that you made him out to be. Have you heard his latest stand up? I don't know. I think he's a Probably funny not. guy. I I don't think his show's very good, but I think his specials are pretty good. As stupid as they are, but um, back to Kevin Hart, <laughs> we were talking about. I don't know. I enjoy his stand up. Um, I enjoy listening to it on Spotify. Uh, that's the thing. If I had to pay for a stand-up, probably wouldn't like it as much. But, you know, when you're just going through the comedy stations on Spotify, you're like, oh, here's some Jim Gaffigan, here's some Kevin Hart, here's some uh, Hannibal Burris, you know. You just kind of take it as it is, you know what I'm saying? You know, looking through this filmography, I feel like I've, n- like, never seen, like, any movie with Kevin Hart in it. Like, he's, like, everywhere. Like, you're you're very aware of him as an actor because he's in, like, five movies every year. But, like, I don't uh, think I've ever actually seen any uh, of these. Yeah, you have. Besides, this is the end. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> but that, he was barely in that. You know what movie Bless. you are going to see, though? Jumanji. What? And he's in that. I don't want to see Jumanji. Yes, you With will. With Dwayne the Rock I, Johnson I and will Kevin see, Hart. I will see this uh, Captain Underpants movie, though, Wait, that he will do a voice in. Wait, excuse me, what? Yes. Next like, year. Did, did you not know that there was a Captain Underpants movie, or are you weirded out? <laughs> I had no clue a there voice? was a, that he was in a movie. Or in that yeah, movie, was, rather. Th- yeah, he's in that movie. That's weird. Now, he Aaron, one of the kids or something. You know what? I'm I'm calling bullcrap on you not seeing any of his movies because I know you've seen Scary Movie three. Is I, he in that? Yeah, I guess. 
I know you've seen Along Came Polly. No. I know what, what? No. I know you've seen Scary Movie 4. I know you've seen Superhero but, Movie. Okay. I guess you, these ha, earlier ones. I had I didn't scroll. Have you seen far Little Fockers, back. Aaron? Have you what? seen Little Fockers? Is it Little Fockers? Is that the third one? Yeah. Yeah. Then no. It's a cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he's a nurse or something. I don't remember. Uh, Uh, Have you seen this Fool's Gold starring Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson? Uh, Who hasn't seen that one? That's a classic. You've never seen. Never seen. uh, uh, That's about it. He's in those right. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised too. I was like, how? <laughs> it's like he's he's everywhere as an actor. He's the number but, one paid stand-up comedian. No, so good for him. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He, I think he's like he's a really nice guy too, which makes me like, yeah, it, okay. Isn't this uh, movie just like he sold out? He's the first stand-up comedian to like sell out an entire football stadium or yeah. something, and that's yeah. the one they show in this movie. So. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He seems like a really great good guy, job, Kevin so I'm Hart. happy for him. Good job. But I uh, probably won't be seeing your movie. I'm sorry. You probably don't need the money, because you've already made the money from this I'd... movie by doing the stand-up special at a football field. So I just don't understand why you would see a stand-up special in a theater. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Like, either Popcorn. watch it live or just save your money and watch it when it hits Netflix. Yeah. Popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> Make Popcorn, Popcorn at home, or David. Wow. <laughs> and you too, Lacey, because okay. both of you are all up on this popcorn stuff, and I'm just like, oh no, oh. no one should have popcorn in the theater. Now let me, now let me it's tell way you, too noisy. Now let me tell you, went to the other movie theater recently, not the not the GDX anymore. Went yeah. to the other one, the one that's dying. No one was in the theater at all. No one was there except for us. And uh, popcorn, not good anymore. Used to be better than GDXs, but uh, nope, they're slacking. Nope, it's not. They're slacking. You know what? Maybe they're just trying to get people to not eat their popcorn so they won't be bothering other people trying to watch the movie and not have to hear people chewing popcorn through the whole thing. (laughs) Who chews that loudly? (laughs) Everyone. Everyone I've ever met in the theater chews that loudly. Jake, how about you? I know you do because I eat one piece at a time. You go one piece at a time. That's how you do the popcorn. David takes full handfuls and just (laughs) goes for it. Anyway. You took me to have the self-control to to eat a kernel at a time. You idiot! Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Popcorn tangents that we had on. So. Too many, but it's amazing, so it's worth it. Um, let's move on to our final film of the week. One that I'm super excited seeing it on Thursday. Like, super excited for this film. Uh, Godzilla Resurgence or Shin Godzilla. <sighs> Making another one? Well, this is the First Japanese reboot. Japanese one since 2006, I believe. Yes. And they stopped making them for like 10 years or something. And so this is the first one since then. Did, we, mean, did it, we have an American Godzilla like how many years ago? Two years ago, like, yeah. Two years ago, yeah. And is the Japanese one supposed to be better? Uh, it's getting pretty rave reviews at the moment. Uh I mean, there's only 11 reviews at the moment, but... Uh, yeah, we all know how uh, Blair Witch turned out there. Shut up. Just just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I believe in this movie for reasons 
well, mostly just because done it's done a ton of business in Japan. I think they said it was something like it's made more money than all of like the previous, all of this past year's movies from Japan. All of their money together combined hasn't beaten what this new Godzilla has done over there. I'm like, that's insane to begin with. Um, and just there's a reason it's getting brought over here, I think. Uh, I don't know that they would do that if it wasn't good. Um, so are they English? Are they going to have English subtitles? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, I am too. Number one, I'm just excited to have another Godzilla movie, I guess. Uh, I've been craving I don't, I, don't, I don't really like them. I don't know what the big deal is. The big deal is it's a giant yeah. monster destroying cities. Yeah. I mean, what's not to love? What's, <laughs> what's not to okay, love? Okay, Cloverfield. Cloverfield's a awesome. good movie. <laughs> Cloverfield. So was Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific, Pacific Rim was, was very cool. under, underrated. It's horrible, but it's cool. No, it's so good. Oh my god, do I need to remind you how stiff of an actress the lead actress is? <laughs> because it's bad. It's really bad. I don't I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to talk about Pacific Rim, so let's just keep going. <laughs> Why well, not? Shin Godzilla, though, is looks epic. Just oh, it based does. on the trailer, though. Like that one shot where it's just like his giant tail is just oh. like swooping over the entire village. So it's like, excited. oh man. I love it. <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. I love Godzilla. I think he's so cool. I don't, like, especially in Godzilla 2014, when it just pulls open the thing's mouth and just spits fire into it. I'm like, Godzilla's so cool. Everyone in our theater started applauding. Yeah, we all all freaked out. We all freaked out. It was insane. It's Uh, like I've never met people who applauded in the middle of a movie before. No. (laughs) no. How could you not at that point? But um, I just... I, like I said, been craving Godzilla. Really excited to get a movie that, for all intents and purposes, uh, seems like it's going to be pretty good. So, yep. All right. And I hope they keep on making more and more cool, over let's in just Japan do it. now. Can we get Mothra they... back? Can, can we get Mothra back? That's all I'm asking. Well, we're most likely getting Mothra in the American sequel. Wait, are we least. really? Oh, I think so. They they said something to the effect that they got the rights to a few of the. Classic monsters. It better be Mothra and King Ghidorah, because those are the only two I need. Anyway. I think, I think those are the ones they specifically mentioned. Yes! Oh my god! Okay, enough geeking out over Godzilla. Let's move on to what have we been watching this week, guys? I wish that I could stop feeling that I want to be an Irish girl in Ireland. Homesickness is like most sicknesses. It will pass. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. How long since your last confession, my son? 27 hours. It's really too often. You're not that bad. Who would like to go first? David. All right, David. I guess Why do we even bother asking anyone? I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, David, go. Let me pull up my handy-dandy list. Woohoo! So, this week... Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we got to talk. I finished BoJack Horseman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, te- I texted Jacob and I texted Aaron. Aaron didn't reply back. Loser. Uh, oh, I was I was doing something that evening. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. He's man. not, he's not real bad. good at that. <laughs> but, man. Sorry, Aaron. So sorry. I'm so sorry, David. But I was emotionally tore up and I needed someone to talk to. 
Because yeah. who else can I talk to about this animated horse? <laughs> like, I can't be like, I can't be like, oh man, I'm really tore up. Like, oh, what were we watching? Bojack Horseman. Oh, what's it about? It's about this animated horse. Oh, oh I know. about a horse. I was trying to convince yeah. my family to watch it. I'm like, you've you've got to watch Bojack Horseman. It it'll take you on a journey, an emotional journey. And my mom's like. Well, I was like, oh, you'll just won't, you can't believe you care this much about an animated horse. And my mom's like, oh, it's animated? Never mind, not watching it. I'm like, hmm, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. But okay. Mom wants a live action horse? (laughs) I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Live action adaptation of Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Just get on on that. (laughs) What is the better outcome there? And I'm like, it has to be a real horse at that point. Well, well, I mean, that one one, um, drug. Binge episode when he tri- when he trips and goes through all the different animations that could I, I'm surprised we didn't see a real horse through that episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, season three we don't want to spoil it yet. I mean, it's still fairly new. But David, so, what your impressions? I, I was season three was good, but I was feeling more like because there's the the season finale, but the the episode before the season finale. Yeah, it's pretty much always the episode yeah. 12 of 13 that w- when it gets really dark. Yeah, and I was just like sitting there like, this is real, this is happening. And I just, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but Bojack Horseman really just like made me like feel things that I didn't know I was going to feel. And I was just like, wow, I don't want to do anything more no. today. Like, now, there are the two big moments in that second-to-last episode. Which one, like, really hit you more? Because I think Aaron and I are both on agreement that the first one was the more, like, oh, they went there kind of moment. Uh, but I don't know what you... What? Well, I mean, I don't want to... Root. Well, right. No, we're not. We're just saying... I think, I think mine is the second one at the very end of the episode. Okay. Because we, we talked about this. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, that's a very heartbreaking moment yeah but man i just but i feel like now i have this void of like a bojack horseman that needs to be filled and fill it fill it with you're the worst yes fill it it with you're the worst oh yes that's basically you'll be feeling the same things (laughs) yeah Uh, uh. but yeah so and i also watched (laughs) no response what'd you think of that one yeah it was it was all right. That's just, it was uh, just Christmas was, Christmas specials are always. <coughs> I agree with Bojack Horseman. <laughs> uh, I don't like a lot of Christmas special episodes. The always uh, sunny. The always yeah. I was just gonna say the always sunny Christmas special. Yeah, but that's good. All right. So I besides both finishing Bojack Horseman, um, watch some Breaking Bad. Okay. Watch the Lions. Yeah. They actually watched, won this week. So, yes, they did. One pride, my friend. I wa- and then I follow this. Um, I crack up. I follow this because um, Matt Prater is our kicker, but he's been like in and out of rehab. Yeah. So I fo- so I follow his parody account. It's called Drunk Matt Prater. Oh and no. <laughs> so because he used to be an alcoholic, so it's just him. Awful. So it's just this guy tweeting, tweeting all this stuff. It's like. It's like, yeah, I just finished a bottle of Jack before I made that field goal. F yeah, and I, just, I don't know, I just crack up because it's just so, so, so terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, pretty it really bad. <laughs> oh my god! But I, but I laugh. Yeah, no, I um, got gotcha. you. Wa- watch them always sunny. Of course. Um, uh, I watched an ep. I remember watching an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother. 
and it was the episode when um they were trying to figure out who the godparents were going to be, so they played the game. The oh, game that's, show. that's not a great episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I I need to watch How I Met Your Mother. Sometime. Me too. I've never because it, it's good. I hear it's but, really worth it. I think even though there are some slumps, but. Yeah, like a huge slump. Nope. Like season six, six through eight. Yes. Yeah, no. Six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, six through eight. Season nine is really great, though. So it makes yeah. up for it. It's, it's hit or miss, but but, but yeah. So after so well, I finish up BoJack Horseman, <laughs> I I brought back the following. Have you guys either have either of oh, you watched? Oh, didn't that get canceled? It did get yeah. canceled. I've heard terrible, terrible things about it, though. So like, really? I, yeah. I really yeah. enjoy it. My like family really likes it. There's kind of an infamous reputation for it around the uh, AV Club comment section where everyone just <laughs> trashes it all the time because it got like so many Fs from their episode gradings. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I've well, never seen the show myself. It, it's, um, it's interesting. And like I watched, I watched the first two seasons when it was on. And... Um, then I guess I, t- I forgot about season three, and then like it's like holy crap! I totally forgot to watch the season, and then they're Just like, "Oh, like it's canceled. everyone else in America." <laughs> oh, to watch. Then, then they're like, "Oh, it's canceled," but then it's on Netflix. I'm like, "Well, just I finish mean, what you started." Yeah, I got you. I, I'm, like, why not? And it it pulls for some things, but like it's really it's very uh, gruesome and very real about some like you can't kevin bacon you care about kevin bacon oh, yeah, of course he's kevin bacon everyone cares about yeah. kevin bacon that's all you need yeah except there was this one funny thing there was this kind of i don't know if they like wrote it that way but um kevin bacon's at like uh at this wedding and this girl's like hey yeah come dance with me and he's like oh i don't dance i'm like Homie, you were in Footloose. Of course you did. Get that there, that, like. that had to have been, been a tongue-in-cheek kind of moment. That's great. Yeah. Though. But I, I just I was chuckling myself. I was like, you don't dance. I was chuckling myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I statement like, now. I'm going to use that. I was, I was like, oh, Kevin. Like, I'll say that work, you know. I was like, oh, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> don't dance. Nice. <laughs> okay. But, uh, well, what's what's left? I think David, all. David. Besides, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why? Okay, that what are you was doing? man. Like my Aaron, favorite part of the podcast. You, though, Aaron, are you, you are going to disappoint our fans. The Atlanta, which wow, this week was really good in my opinion. It I was love, really great, dude. The white face. <laughs> I, just, I, I was, I was dying. I was cracking up, and the the, the look that the kid. <laughs> Dave, I know, just, I know, and just the whole um, what what's the what's the girl's name? Um, uh, Van, Vanessa. Yeah, when Van when Vanessa was like the things that she had to go through. Oh yeah, her, her attempt to pass the drug test though, yeah. just like you could see where it was going from like a mile like, away, but it was still hilarious. I was like, oh no, she's boiling this right. What? No. And but except it opened up super serious and super real. Like when she was at dinner with mm-hmm. uh, her one friend, and like she was like, oh yeah, we're going here. And then they were talking about, she's like, I can't do this. I have a job. I have, you know what I mean? And she was just talking about like a lot of 
like the woman the the friend was saying you have to be like i provide a service like i'm attractive i'm well mannered and like you have to be these things if, if you're a black woman in society and like we i was talking my friend was there he's talked about like how true that is because um he like he's black and he's just telling me just in, within the society it, it's just like that and like the, the realism that because donald glover he was interviewed and they go okay what's the show about and he's like well it's like a comedy but it's basically a show about black people and i don't but like not like oh like all oh, white people think they don't like what black culture is oh, like just because they have a black friend like no they don't like i really want to show them what it actually is and i think he's doing a great job of doing that yeah i mean they've tackled like big social issues in like every single episode so far and they've always been just so well done just uh heartbreaking and, and interesting funny. all this kinds of, and funny at the same time so it's it's a phenomenal show really yes. loving it and i really appreciate this episode because it's like there's always that worry with a lot of shows where it's like the female characters always get like completely sidelined and yeah. it felt like this was almost heading in that direction but nope like an entire episode just dedicated to vanessa so yeah. really great work what do you think about that picture on his phone wait what the picture on his phone because she, she wanted to call a paper boy so she got his phone and was looking through his pictures oh and okay picture of that random girl and she's like Ooh. and then um one other thing that had me cracking up was um when he when she was texting paper boy like, <laughs> oh, how much for an eighth he's like girl shut up you sloppy you know i don't sell change my number in your phone i was just crack it's like girl you yeah. sloppy <laughs> like just called her on all her bull crap but yeah i love atlanta man every that that is like i have the worst schedule on two i go from to class and work from like literally eight till ten eight eight a.m to ten p.m viewers atlanta listeners but um atlanta just gets me through like i'm like man i get to watch atlanta later it's only a half hour the season's almost over though i know and i'm just like oh which like is sad for you guys, but exciting for me because that means it's gonna be on Hulu sooner. And I, <clears throat> sorry, and I cannot wait to watch that show. I'm so excited. You um, literally could probably finish it in one day because how many episodes are gonna be in the season? Ten, just probably. ten. No, yeah, I can't do ten episodes it. in a day. I can do like five, and then probably another five, another day, not the same day. Yeah. I realize how that sounded, but no. <laughs> all right, David, is that all you got? Think so. All right, Aaron, do you mind if I go next? Because my list is pretty short. No, go ahead. All right. So you, you do this every week. You go. My list is pretty short, and then you start talking. It's like thirty things. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's never never just how it goes. Short. I know Aaron has a way longer list than me every week. That's why. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go. Especially because I've been playing a lot of that Overwatch and a lot of that uh, Destiny. That's what I was looking for with David. It's been a good time. Oh um, my God, Aaron, get a PS4 so you can buy it. <laughs> anyway, no, now, don't now. I'm thinking nope, about nope, it. Nope, Screw nope, you, stop, Jacob. nope, stop. We're gonna reel it back in. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a film this week, uh, that was released in 2016, um, and uh, that film is a little film called Masterminds. Um, Why? Rakapaw wanted to see it so badly. And I was like, you know, I haven't hung out with Rakapaw in a long time. I'll go see it with him. And I have to say... My, what? 
My dad enjoyed this movie. I have to say, it is an enjoyable film. It's horrible. One of the worst films of the year. But it is enjoyable, at least. And that is only based on Kate McKinnon and uh, Jason Sudeikis alone. They're the only two that carry this film. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is wacky for no point. He's just overly wacky. And you're like, you're not a likable character. Why are we supposed to care about you? You robbed a bank. <laughs> Like, what about that legend, you know, Owen Wilson? What about him? Owen Wilson, no. man. I don't know what to think of Owen Wilson anymore, to be completely honest. Such a strange choice for him to be in this film. And even Kristen Wiig is... I mean, it's been on record on this podcast that I'm not a huge fan of Kristen Wiig. I think she did fine in the film. Um, but, like I said, yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Um, gosh, what's her name? I already forgot her name. Ooh. The girl I said was really good. Kate McKinnon? Kate McKinnon, thank you. And then even Mary Elizabeth Ellis is pretty funny in this as well, uh, who is the waitress in Only Sunny. Um, hey, let me just make it clear. Well. When we did the podcast <laughs> for this episode, Will Smith was in the acting credits, not in this film at all. <laughs> I don't know why he's in the acting credits. The, the movie company placed him in there to try to trick people into actually going to see this movie. Just like they had that whole, oh, we're dropping $100,000 over a line of people lined up to see this movie outside of a theater. Yeah. It's like, why do you assume people are going to be lined up outside of a theater to <laughs> yeah. see this movie? Yeah, I mean, for real. For real. Oh, man. <laughs> they are, like, like I said, yeah, Jason T- Sudeikis... Um, the, the best parts of this movie are when they slip into, like, dark comedy, because most of the time, it's that same stupid Nacho Libre, like, crap that's, hey, like... Hey, 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 hold hey, up. Hey, whoa. No, no, yeah, I'm good. Fair enough, nope. fair enough, I will no. defend Nacho Libre. This is I'll, the thing. I will, I will defend Nacho Libre to my death. I will go yeah. and say that. Like, if, so, if someone had a gun to my head is like, tell me Nacho Libre is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I would say, Aaron? You would say, yeah, yeah. No, no, I would say, you believe in science. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll probably get shot. But um, not no, to you, leave you got to sing the song that he sings at the party <laughs> to Ramsey's. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. I want to go buy Nacho Libre right now. Nacho. It's the same problem I have with Nacho Libre. <laughs> Libre. It's the same problem I have with Nacho Libre. That it's just such dumb humor that makes no sense to me. I'm like, why is this? And it it hurts. It hurts mostly because Jared did you, has. Did you, see it, him from, did you see him from the village though? Okay. <laughs> It hurts because just watching Jared Hess's uh, career is just sad to me. Like, he makes Napoleon Dynamite, which is a classic comedy film, one that I think will be heavily revered for, like, a long time to come. And then he makes Nacho Libre, which I had to turn off. I didn't like it at all. Um, But maybe I need to give it another shot, according to these two. And then he makes Masterminds. Like, which is even worse. Question. Yeah. It said it was based on a true story. Yeah, it really is, too. Like, how loosely is the word based? Like, because it's a comedy. Like, I read, yeah. I read, like, a couple articles about it, like, how closely it was, like, how close it was to the true story. And, like, there are a lot of parts that they get right, 
like the whole first and second third of the film pretty accurate for the most part but then the whole like, third like, act is not true at all the what act the whole third act is not true at all okay um but yeah uh i don't know that was the one the thing that threw me off it's like look at this great comedy oh by the way it's based on a true story which i guess it can it can kind of work because like in like in seinfeld i guess like all like all the episodes on seinfeld are based about off of like his real life experiences like well it's based off like everyone's but at the same time seinfeld is a show about nothing whereas this movie is about a huge idiot robbing a bank yeah so they're not exactly the same level yeah of you know of of subject matter right uh-huh i don't know overall not the worst film i've seen liked it better than secret life of pets not that's sure that's not saying much no it's really not i think but i like <laughs> i'm just saying it's not like maximum ride do over secret life of pets level um probably not as good as ratchet and clank either so probably below jungle book somewhere above ratchet and clank that's where i'm going to put that um yeah that's masterminds don't see it uh unless you get like to get really sad and like to watch poop jokes everyone loves a good poop joke why are there poop jokes in movies still i don't get it why jared has why <laughs> anyway um moving on to television that i watched uh not much at all really um the debate was on tonight. <laughs> Once again, it was it was hilarious. Oh, it was gotta, it gotta was, say it's hilarious until you realize that it's all real, <laughs> and it gets really sad. That's but that's true. all. It's that's kinda, that's it's not hard to t- to uh, yeah come to terms with this being real. Yeah. but it's it's all a social experiment. <laughs> but anyway, I'm ready. That's... I'm ready for the practical joke to end. Where's Ashton Kutcher? And I'm gonna say he punked us all. Yeah. Where uh, is Ashton Kutcher? What yeah, that's a great question. That, just in general, is he still making Two and a Half Men, or do they end that? Oh, that's Ben Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't even know what Ashton Kutcher does anymore. Jobs. I mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> that was like you know, three, three years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. There's a time when you have enough money when you probably don't just have to do anything. So he's probably That's just true. not doing really a lot. That's true. Maybe he's playing the bio the Bioshock collection right now. Maybe. Like, we don't know. Maybe he is. So, yeah. Maybe That's he's all. listening to this podcast. Ashton, if you're listening. <laughs> Whoa! Ashton, I'm sorry I said you don't get any jobs anymore. Oh, no, no. He's on that Netflix show. Oh, ranch. yeah, The Ranch. That's, that's trash. That no um, one watched. Yeah. I've watched a couple episodes. It's not good. Uh, oh, no, no, ne- I remember. Originals. I remember. I was going to mention this when we were talking about Kevin Hart, but I forgot. Um, I watched this last week, but forgot to mention it. I watched the uh, the first season of Real Husbands of Hollywood. <laughs> it's I lost actually, so much respect for you. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> it's It's weird. To be clear, it's not a true reality show. It's like a parody of reality shows. It's, it's yeah, it's a satire. David. Yeah, it's not. It's not the Housewives shows. No, um, it's not like great. But I think, like I said, I think Kevin Hart's funny, and even Robin Thicke has some pretty great lines. 
in it, and he's kind of funny. So, I don't know. Wait, Robin Thicke is in it? Oh, yes, he is. Oh, oh. It's so weird. It's so weird. He's really not in it much, but he has, uh... yeah, it's weird. It's a strange show. I don't know why I started watching it. I just think I was scrolling through, and I saw Kevin Hart on something. I'm like, is this a real thing? Like, I couldn't tell if it was real or satire, so I just watched the first episode. I'm like, kind of like this, and then I just kept going. (laughs) I probably won't continue. I won't watch the next few seasons, but it was a fun little binge. Few seasons? How many seasons do they have? They're on season three now, I think. So they all say. What is that supposed to mean, man? (laughs) The first season of me is too many. You shouldn't have made this TV show. I'll give it to him. Aaron. Yes. What have you been watching this week? Oh, yeah, that's all, man. I haven't watched nothing at all. Like I said, I've been playing that Overwatch. Can't don't have time for that. Well, I'm gonna start with TV. I'm gonna start with TV. Sorry, sorry, I forgot something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot two things. Um, uh. Caroline is watching Lost for the first time, so I'm watching it with her. Um, just finished season four last night. Oh my god, season four is good. I always write it off, but season four. Well, I mean, that was the one good. that was cut short by the writers' strike. Right. So yeah. it's a little weird in that regard. But. Yeah. It, yeah, that's that's true, but just the suspense remember, in that, and especially the episode, um, The Shape of Things to Come, which I'm not going to spoil what happens in that episode, but I mean, you guys probably remember um, with, you know. Yeah. 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 I remember, yeah. I remember, because um, <laughs> I have, I have all lost on disc, and one of the best Christmas presents ever, and um, I remember putting it, I remember like opening it up, I'm like, why does season four have like two discs where like all, like all the other seasons have like six or seven and i was like this is weird like why are there only like five ep- there's not there's more than five but you know what i mean there's 14 then i actually i actually had to like research i'm like why is this season so short and then i was like oh good old writer's strike and yeah which i mean to be honest season four feels like the tightest of the seasons because of it like even though it has some weird plot threads that never really quite go anywhere because of it i feel like more than the other ones where you got Nikki and Paolo are just in it for some reason now. Oh, Paolo goes to the bathroom in every episode he's in. How kooky, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like um, season four is just a tighter season. But All right, Aaron. What was, what was your other thing? I thought you said you had two things. No, I just had that one. Oh, okay. So I'm going to start with the TV I watched this week. All right. Uh, the Flash and Arrow both started their new seasons this week. I, I really enjoyed both episodes. Like, I, Arrow had some, like, really great action this week, and The Flash was a lot of fun. But I also feel like both of them felt like they were too concerned with uh, reverting back to the status quo. Like, without spoiling anything, both seasons ended with, like, a massive shift in, like, the dynamic of the show. And so it's just... it. They were both good episodes, but it feels like a missed opportunity to resort so quickly back to, like, the old established nature of things after one episode. Yeah. So, but I'm still, they still both got me really excited for the upcoming seasons. All right. Then, I watched, hang on. (laughs) He had a hair in his mouth, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's the behind the scenes you get when you listen to this podcast for the full. Yeah, I was I wasn't gonna mention it, but you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't Lacey, really care that. Lacey much. doesn't care. Lacey doesn't no, care. Not at Lacey all. Lacey doesn't care about me. No, that's true. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> I watched some more pilots this week. Oh no, some more pilots. Okay. Yes, but no, they weren't. I, there were no new CBS pilots. So. Woo! Wow, just but the first one up. I watched was uh, Timeless. The oh, new yeah. time travel show on NBC. Any good? It's it was all right. Like I mean, it was a pretty fun, like lightweight hour or so for the first episode. But at the same time, it just it felt like it was a bit generic. Mm. Like it felt like it wasn't going to take enough risks that it could with its premise to you know make it a show worth watching every week. And it also it it definitely felt like one of the shows to come out of that that uh, post lost uh, philosophy of just like throwing a bunch of mysteries at the audience right at the bat to try to hook them. While but like every single show that's tried that since Lost has forgotten that there was all the other aspects of Lost that also hooked us the like characters. the characters. Yeah. And without that part, the mysteries just fall flat. It's like who cares? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It it was okay, but. Not gonna keep watching. Kind not of not a show that I see going anywhere. Really, I don't really see it making past a season one, to be honest. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, its ratings were decent so far, but it just—I don't know. It just feels like one of those shows that's like Revolution, which only lasted mm-hmm. two seasons. It, it feels like it might be a little. This sounds rude. It seems like it might be a little too high concept for like a bunch of people, you know. Like, oh, time travel. No. Ugh. No. But at the same time, it feels like it's not <laughs> doing enough with, like, it's time travel. Like, it feels... Right. I mean, not, not like, not, um, yeah. not a judge on the episode, just more the judge of the idea of the show. You know what I I'm saying? Know. I think time travel is pretty easy to get your get a grasp on nowadays. Oh. Oh. I mean, it's not really revolutionary storytelling. I was going to say something, but that's a spoiler for something, so I'm not going to mention it. So never mind. Oh, I, I think I know where you were going. Okay. Anyway, uh, other pilots. I watched the pilot for Frequency. Oh, yeah. The, that's the like CW a CW adaptation. of a film, a Dennis Quaid film, right? Yeah, it's an adaptation of that. Good film. About, like, I've never seen the film. Oh, it's good. But I watched the pilot, and, like, it was okay. Like, again, it was, like, okay, but I feel like it didn't do anything well enough to hook me. Yeah, like, I got you. Like, it felt like it's going to slide into a fairly standard uh, cop show kind of thing, kind of routine. And it didn't take... It, it didn't do anything exceptional, I, I suppose. Like I got it's, you. it's all right. It's pretty interesting, but nothing exceptional to keep me watching. Yeah, I highly suggest the film though. Like that's a, one of the films that I watched, not knowing anything about it. My dad's like, "Hey, let's watch this movie." Uh, back when I was probably maybe a little too young to see it, but um, really enjoyed it. I, I think you'll like it. I'll look into it. I'll look it up. All right. Good. What anyway, else you the last pilot I watched was No Tomorrow. Also no clue on the CW. what this is. 
this is a show basically it's about like this girl who falls in love with the guy of her dreams and then she finds out that he believes the world is coming to an end in eight months what channel is this on this is cw oh i'm loving you cw these are some good good plots i i love the pilot i just like straight up love the pilot just I'm I'm surprised they didn't pair it with a uh, crazy ex girlfriend because okay. they're very similar in like uh, tone and style and humor and stuff you know so I think I think you would definitely enjoy it but it's just it's, <coughs> it was definitely hilarious interesting uh, interesting yeah unique concept like I'm it's still a little I'm still a little unsure like how long they can stretch this premise out I yeah. mean. Especially since if he believes the world is coming to an end in eight months, once you hit that eight month mark, you know, where does your show go? You gotta go eight seasons. A month a season. A month a season. That's what I was thinking. And besides, like Breaking Bad was only five seasons and it was tightly written and well knit. That's all you need, you know what I mean? So maybe they go, Okay, here's our time period. We're gonna get it done in four or five seasons or eight. Probably don't need eight. Probably not. Say say you get it done in four. That's all you need. I suppose. Hey, what, I if the world, what if they end it with the world actually ending and she's like... I would I would love it right. if that's the actual ending of the show. <laughs> well, like, want, it, his prediction be, doesn't come true, but then like it ends like shortly after that or something. That'd yeah, be great. But, like, Nine it months. cuts to her, like this big explosion and she's just like, oh my god. I was wrong. Or it, or it could go, it, or it could, the show could January. end with her, her uh, believing that um, he actually is true. You know what I mean? Like, he is telling the truth. Because, like, she obviously doesn't believe it, I'm assuming, right? Uh, no. Yeah, so what if, what if, like, he, then you could see the journey of her, like, connecting the dots. Or it could, what, what if they end the, se- the series with, like, that cutting to, like, Cutting to when they're super old together and they grew old, they grew old together. Where they, David's really in the going world for it. End. I yeah. like it. Continue, continue. And this, like, is, this is some good pitching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, so, the, and then you could see them like, um, I don't know. You, they could just grow old together, and they could talk. It's actually that, um, like them telling the story to their kids of how they met and how how, like how I met your mother. How I met your mother yes. when I thought the world was going to end. Long title, but I think it might work. That, that, that's why they had to switch it to No Tomorrow. Yeah, that, that was the original title. Something, something along those lines. It doesn't have to be. I, I didn't know. I just thought it would be an interesting idea because then you would find out. Oh, the world didn't end. They grew old together. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's I too early to yeah. tell where the show is going to yeah. end up. But I love the pilot. I would recommend it, especially to you, Lacey, since you love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend so much. Because it's quite similar to that, just, you know, not a musical. I'm going to have to try to catch that. Um, well, I mean, the, the Netflix CW deal. Yeah. So it, it, they will be on Netflix uh, eight days after the season finale airs on television. It's too so. long. It's too long. Eight, uh, a week? A week? You can't wait a week after it ends? I'm already... Getting sad about not being able to watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend from the beginning of season two. Then just watch it online. It's free on CW TV. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, they don't even require a cable sign-in. Good, because I don't have cable. Why does it do this to me, True TV? <laughs> like, anyway. 
Anything else you got for us, Aaron? Uh, that's it for TV, but I got okay. some movies. Nail uh, or nail me with no nope, nope. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to But we're going to start. We're going <laughs> to start. Aaron, you want to hammer someone you nail Jacob? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I said I said nail me with him. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I realized and then I my made mistakes. an awful pun. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Aaron. Okay, well, I'm first actually going to start with uh Before Sunrise which is the Richard uh, Linklater film with Ethan Hawke and uh, I don't know the actress's name. I'm gonna look it but up. But it's basically basically what it is. It's part it's the first part in this trilogy that he made he made like one installment every 10 years kind of thing. Wow. And it's basically about this uh, these two people who meet on a train and then basically just uh, start a conversation and then they continue their conversation like all night as they like wander through the streets of uh, Vienna. Wow, holy crap. 100% what? critic rating with 42 reviews? Yeah, I mean, all three of the movies were uh, really critically acclaimed. And I can, and I can see why, because I, I love this film. What's like, I called? mean, it's uh, Before Sunrise. Hmm. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of boring because it's literally just two people walking around and talking, like, the entire time. Like, they'll meet some interesting people, or then they'll just talk about some other topic or something, but that's pretty much all the movie is. But it's just really, really fascinating. Like, they have some really interesting conversations. The The acting is incredible. It just feels really natural. And, you know, it just, it just gets to this whole, like, kind of existential dilemma, just, like, this whole part of, like, how much can we ever actually know another person, you know, even just by communicating? Like, how much of our thoughts can we, like, actually communicate to one another to let them know who we really are, you know? So, I mean, it's just really fascinating in that regard. So, I, I love this film. Obviously, a lot of other people love it, too. So, highly recommended. And now, Lacey, now, we, get, wait, we wait, got, wait. got a this, couple movies here. We got we this, a couple movies. This is Hail Caesar? One of them is not Charlie Brick. Is this finally Hail Caesar? This is finally Hail Caesar. Woo! Yes! Are you, are you okay? Do you need to put your headphones back in? We finally got there. All right, yes, I'm, I'm back. All right, so... Yeah. Lacey? Yeah. It was good. But it wasn't great. Oh, Aaron, no. Oh, Aaron, no. I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but... No, I'll take good. I'll take good. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously some great performances. Uh, Josh Brolin was great. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was, a lot, was like a lot different than I was yeah. expecting. So she did a great job. Yeah. And uh, what's the dude's name? The dude who's going to be the new Han Solo? Uh, oh, God. You do this every time. I mean, I just I always I, I, I remember him as Obi Doyle because that's you just hear it so many times in the film. I didn't uh, have an opinion of him when they cast him as Han Solo, but now that I've seen Hail Caesar, I'm he's so good. Yes, he's so I great. I'm know, definitely looking right? forward to uh, seeing his Han Solo. Uh that is got such a big cast. Um, Alden Enreich, Enreich. Yeah, so Something like that. 
he was great. He was great. Loved all his scenes. Like that one scene with uh, Ralph Fiennes when they're yes. directing him. It's oh my <laughs> god, this scene's amazing. Would that it was so simple? <laughs> was that it was so simple? <laughs> and he keeps getting his name wrong. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the the film had me cracking up all the time. I loved the uh I loved the acting. I loved the set design and everything. I I it definitely captured that kind of nostalgia for like the old style of Hollywood filmmaking that was really fun and really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, George Clooney was great as well. Oh, of course. Just, yeah. like, all his conversations with uh, the future. Oh, okay. David's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But I just, I feel like <laughs> it was just a bit too scattered, you know? Just like it's, I it's feel like that's what works so many for it. different storylines. It just feels like they never. Some of them just don't really feel like they have the impact they should, kind of thing. You know. You know what? I'm calling it. It's okay to spoil this film because there's not really much to spoil, and it came out in February. You've had your chance. If you don't want the spoiled, skip ahead. I'm going. It's really not much to be spoiled in this film, but, um, I think now I have a hair in my mouth. What is happening? They're invading. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I think what works for it, really, is its scatteredness. Because uh, it's mostly just a day in the life of uh, Josh Brolin's character. You know, he has all these things happening every day. And I think that's really what sells it the most, uh, especially his character. Where, you know, you got um, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character's pregnant. Shouldn't be pregnant. Needs a husband. Well, maybe she doesn't need a husband. Maybe she can just give away the baby, adopt the baby herself. You know, he does that, goes, checks, and always checking on Hail Caesar, making sure that's going well. Um, they need uh, Obi Doyle in from the Western to do this film because another character dropped out. Uh, and, and throughout all of this, um, uh, Baird Whitlock, gone. Don't know where he is. So it's just this huge cacophony of horrible things that this man has to fix. And it gives you such a great sense of, oh yeah, this is every day for this guy. And I think that's what really sells the end choice to continue to do it. Um, throughout the film, he has like this sense of completion, especially when in the end, he didn't really do anything. He, he just is like, oh, everything just kind of worked itself out. And <laughs> I just think it's such a, I don't know. It's, I think it's such an interesting No, I, I mean, film. I get your, I get that defense. Okay. But I just, I feel like it's still just a little too scattered for me. Like it will spend okay. like so long on like one musical sequence that, you know, it's like it captures that old style of Hollywood filmmaking, but at the same time, it's just, it's a lot of time to respond on stuff that's not really connected to anything else. Or like there's that whole sequence with Scarlett Johansson and the like the water dancing kind of thing. It's like they're, they're fun sequences in isolation, but I just feel like they never really add it up, you know, well enough to make right, the entire on. film great. I agree with what you're saying. The, the audience yes, has known thank, you've been thank gone. You, David. So <laughs> you don't have to pretend. Um, no, not, I, I, I understand that. I can understand that for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's a very valid point. It, it still cracked my top 10 for the year, though. Good. Because like, it should. Number nine, no, number nine, I believe. It's still in but, my top well, five. Um, what, what movie was this again? Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Oh, we're still on that one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh... Well, now, 
we can move on quite sm- to the other, let me just the other with, movie. Let me just end with I'm quite smitten with the film. You should definitely see it. Um, don't believe the uh, audience score because it's really bad. <laughs> like I feel like that's mainly due to the trailers advertising it as like a different kind of movie than it actually ended up being, you know? Yeah, I could feel that. All right, anyway, Aaron, what have you got like for the, us? Like the Crimson Peak effect. <laughs> yeah, well, that should be what it's called because Crimson Peak is amazing. Let's it's, see a it's a Straight masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Continue, Go watch Aaron. it, everyone. Continue. We're going to get All right, caught up. All right, so the next movie. Uh, the other movie that you gave to me to watch, Brooklyn. <gasps> Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> yes. You okay there, Lucy? This, this, so, is, uh, this is why they give you digital HD codes so you can give them to your friends who don't believe in a film enough to buy it themselves and then uh, they, they can watch it and you can prove them wrong because Brooklyn is an outstanding film and I love it so much. Uh, isn't that illegal? illegal? Huh? Isn't that illegal? No. Digital codes? Illegal. Oh, no, I'm just messing Okay, <laughs> I'm like, no? <laughs> Aaron, what do you think of Brooklyn? Uh, it's uh, it's a movie. It's good, not great. Oh, I hate you! <laughs> I'm going to do this to you again. But okay, no. You know, let's see, again, I, I'm really interested to see to hear what you think about it. I'm once really again, interested to hear what you think about the perks of being a wallflower, Jacob. How about you watch? Not there yet. Come on, you gotta give him. Do you have a digital HD, David? <laughs> I have. The, I have the disc. So I. Like, oh yeah, just give him that. Go he, he was supposed to come over today to pick up his uh, me his game. Recorder. All right, we don't need to get off on this. Come on, Aaron. Let's well, go. We do let's until you actually watch that movie. But yes. <laughs> come on. Anyway, come on. for Brooklyn. So yeah, with Brooklyn, once again, I love the acting. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, fantastic job. Uh, Agreed. Deserved that Oscar nom for sure. Yes. She didn't win, right? She, didn't she did win. not. No, unfortunately. But I can't remember who did win. So maybe I shouldn't say unfortunately. I don't remember either. Anyway, I'll look it up. Uh, Donald Gleason. Uh, Donald Hall Gleason sure. is great. What? I said Donald Hall Gleason is also great. Yeah. And then I'm not sure who the, the other, the guy. Tony? Yeah, Tony. I'm not I sure can't who his actor. Either. I'll look it up. Who the actor is. But he also did a phenomenal job. Oh, it was Brie uh, Larson. Brie Larson obviously deserved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Never so mind. Can't, there, can't get too upset no, because she Brie, definitely Brie deserved it. killed it. Room is so good. Oh, but uh, I loved, you know, the whole period setting, you know, just uh, the costuming, the sets, all that kind of stuff. Uh, fantastic. And I, I think the problem with the film is like, I get what they're trying, what they were trying to do, like this whole idea of like being torn between uh, staying home, like where it's safe and, and then like being torn between that and uh, venturing out to new adventures new endeavors that kind of stuff and just that that homesick feeling that always like that almost guilty feeling of leaving your home kind of thing and i get i get what they were going for but i feel like they were so focused on making that thematic point that they kind of lost track of the the movie as is kind of thing like they they were so focused on the subtext they didn't quite nail the text because it it just the moment when she returns to uh ireland ireland and uh when when she like starts falling in love with uh donald gleason's character it's like it just it didn't quite work 
It's oh, like are we you don't, kidding? We never got to know enough about the guy to really buy into this relationship. And just the fact that she would move in onto this relationship so quickly just didn't it didn't feel organic enough to me you know well, it made her it made her character okay. come off as unlikable for that moment i i agree on that point there is an unlikability to her also the guy who plays tony is named emroy cohen <clears throat> who has not been in much other than that but just want to get that out of the way um <clears throat> i think there is that unlikable element to her that i think is important um, cause I remember watching this movie and just kind of like cringing a little bit and being like, what are you doing? Like, but then you think about it and it's like, this is what everyone wants her to be and what everyone wants her to do. And I feel like she feels obliged in the beginning of that relationship to, you know, be nice to him, be kind to him. No one knows. And she has to try to play it off. Like hey, I'm not really married. <laughs> like, and then eventually she falls, I think she falls more in love with her home than she does him. And the idea of him being able to keep her home, um, I think is more what they were going for. But again, that's a very, very fair point. Uh, I agree. That, that is a fair point. So yeah, I think that's just what kept it, prevented it from being great to me is like they were so wrapped up in making this larger uh, universal point that they kind of lost track of the uh, na- nailing down the story as is. But otherwise, I loved it. Yeah. I I can't argue with your points, man. You've made very fair points on both of these movies. So just a matter of taste, really. Uh, but yeah, great yeah. acting all around. I love the, the scene where they're teaching her how to use a fork and a spoon to eat spaghetti. Oh yeah! Oh, it's no, so great. Oh. Anyway, no, no, what movie you can't argue with, Jacob? What? Aaron, what movie is it? Parks of Being a Wolf. I'm gonna watch Park. it and purposely try to hate it because of you two. <laughs> and then, then you're. I'm not gonna be on the podcast anymore. Oh, whoa! <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. I don't know why I called y'all kids, but Aaron, do you have anything else or no? Uh, no, that was it. All right. Well, guys, let's move on to our newest segment, a segment I think we all really enjoyed last week, and hopefully we'll get uh, some more good laughs and good shows out of it this week again. Which I'm very surprised that it's stuck and it's working. Oh, it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, pitch and ditch. Pitch or ditch. God, I can't even get the name right. I love it so much. Pitch it or ditch it. Guys, this week we're doing CBS. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 40 million years ago expansion started way Um, a channel we all have problems with. Um, I don't know. Who, do we just want to go in alphabetical order? Might as well. I want to go last. David wants to go last. Aaron, do you want to go first? I, I can go first. I can go first. I can go first. I can go first. All right, guys. Here we go. I'm going to pitch my CBS show to you. Not a show. Nay. A special. A four-part television special. Our three most beloved shows. The Big Bang Theory. Two Broke Girls. Two and a half men. What do you get when you combine 
these shows together. Anyone? Two and Anyone? a half men, two broke girls. Every and two two I, and a half I, men with two with two broke girls. Four four and a half people and some Let nerds because just... nerds aren't people. How? Let me just wow. watch the the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh at this. <laughs> let me just let me just let me just stop you right there. Bang, two and a half broke girls. The oh, name of oh, our what? Wait, what? Bang! <laughs> exclamation point. We are not. We we may be CBS, but we're not that far. <laughs> Bang! Exclamation point. I don't think there needs to be the. I think the exclamation point takes away from it. No, no. <laughs> All right, you know, we may be CBS, we may be deeply flawed in our logic and our values, but we're not that deep, all right? So, bang, exclamation point, two and a half broke girls. Or it could be two and a half broke girls, Ex- bang. bang, exclamation point. <laughs> that might be worse. I don't okay, know. So, it's a working, so it's a work in progress. Four part, what is this four-part special? This is a four-part special. Actually, three-part. Did I say four? I meant three. Yeah. Um, so, do you guys remember when the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody... Sweet Life of Hannah, Hannah Montana, Montana. And That's a Raven <laughs> all got together for a special? It's gonna be that. But I, with, I do remember that, yes. Yeah. But with three shows that even less people like. Um, so, we're gonna start out. You know, everyone's craving that two and a half men. You know, it's been gone for so long, guys. Um... Just kidding, no one's craving it. But <clears throat> so we open with Charlie Sheen. He's back. He's back, guys. Charlie Sheen. And they killed his character. But he's back in the finale. I didn't watch the show. I didn't <laughs> either. I just watched a clip of the finale and he's literally in the finale. <laughs> like he oh, yeah. isn't don't they like drop a piano on him or something? Yeah. yeah. And then just like it's all just about Chuck Lore just you know, having issues. Yeah. with everything and just not even caring about making a good show anymore. Yep, that's about right. So we well, open with Charlie Sheen, and who knows? This could take place back in time. We don't know. Charlie Sheen and the other guy, no one knows who he is. You know, it opens with them, and they're like, you know what? I really want a good cup of coffee. They're just, they need that good cup of coffee. And so what they what do they do? They go to the Two Broke Girls uh, diner, and they talk to them for a while, and I know nothing about two of broke girls, <laughs> but I'm assuming they're not the greatest of people. They get off to a weird start. They have wacky adventures. Someone lost their ring in a garbage disposal. Who knows? That's what we pass for as uh, quality television. So, you know, they get into a wacky adventure, and they're like, we need smart people to help us solve this. <laughs> wow, I say all geeks are smart. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse stereotyping. <laughs> so they get Sheldon Cooper, who comes in, and, you know, first thing he says, first thing he says when he comes into the room, bazingo. We got to sell it right out the gate, guys, because it's a pointless term that and, means nothing. And, and he's got to look at the camera and have that really stupid smirk, like, that's my catchphrase, and you know I just said it. I'm yeah. making a million dollars every episode for this crowd. <laughs> I, I did. I did just read that article. How every single one of them makes a million dollars, and like Not the, every the, single one, just the main three. Yeah. I feel really bad for like all the other people in that cast. Wait, wait, yeah. Who are the main three? Uh, uh, Penny, Sheldon, Sheldon, Penny, and the guy I don't know the name. Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. 
how do I know this? Anyway, <laughs> so they come over and they're like, well, what you need to do is you need to get lasers because apparently I'm a nerd and so I believe that lasers are the answers to all problems because that's what they think that show is. They're like, oh, I don't know. So they do that. They cut a hole in the pipe. The ring comes out. Don't know whose ring it was yet, but you know, sitcoms. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so that's the two and a half men episode. And then you go to the, the two broke girls episode. And uh, it's basically just a half hour of horrible jokes at the expense of everyone in the bang, Big Bang Theory. It's basically what CBS wants to say to those people, but like can't in their own show, even though they kind of do sometimes. So it's just basically nerd shaming for the whole episode. And then after that, it's just an episode of the least worst of those three shows. <laughs> and they just like, it's just, you know, like the Hannah Montana episode that's basically Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for like three seconds. And then it cuts to just a regular Hannah Montana episode. They do that again with Big Bang Theory. And that's my pitch. Wow. I mean, how, how can you go wrong? You got, you got three <laughs> rating like heads of, together. You know? Sounds like there's a lot, of, a lot of planning that went into this one. Oh, it was real good. It was real good. <laughs> I, think, I think what we need is a special guest actor to come in to tie all three of these shows together like someone some famous outside person to come in i thought you might say that uh-huh so i went with so dr phil you know he's there oh, to promote beautiful, his, beautiful. he's there to promote his new so, show so he's uh you know he's there he's just like hey guys i'm dr phil i'm real cool you liked me in that one crazy ex-girlfriend episode and now i'm here i'm gonna try to dissect these people's psyches but they just berate him because they're horrible people and they just they oh it's the worst but also the best and he's also like hey watch bull i'm gonna get you off <laughs> you know how it is so what do you guys think? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. So Aaron, are you going to ditch it? Why would I ditch it? I, I like it. I like it. Let's see. I will give you a lead pencil <laughs> and a VHS copy of Casablanca to remind you that no, we're, we're not, not Casablanca. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> All right, so that's a pretty good budget. I think I can uh, work with that. All right. All right. Now, Aaron. Aaron. All right, all right. Guys, this is CBS. So Lacey, Lacey hit the nail on the head with the sitcoms. You know, sitcoms are one of the top priorities at CBS. But you know what else CBS loves? Police procedurals. <laughs> oh, you know? God. And what is one of the best kind of police procedural out there? It's the one where you have like this group of police who work with this individual who just has like a special and unique talent that helps him solve crimes. Mm. You know, mm. like you got like Castle, like he's an author, so he knows how murderers work or something. I don't understand that, that show. That was ABC. I know that was ABC. Okay. I was but just, it was popular. It was popular. I was just, all right. Did that get canceled? And then they like ended it really weirdly. Yeah, they were trying to kick out the lead actress and oh. renew it for one more season. And then everyone else like, it's like, no, you can't do that. You can't just kick her out eight seasons in. I watched the final episode or like the final moments of that show. And it ends so abruptly 
it's horrible. You I gotta... think they filled a, like a new ending, mm. like two endings in case they got renewed for one, another season or not. And then they you, just did you watch it out at the last minute? No, I didn't oh, watch you, it. You should watch it. It's horrible. My my parents used to watch it. I don't think they watched the final season though. All right. Anyway. 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 So. A, a police group working with a dude with special talents. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're gonna. What this police procedural is gonna do is it gonna, it's gonna take place in the very near future. You know, we're just gonna say like in the very near future. Okay. So <laughs> this is in a world where pretty much all our, the institutions in the world, like all the businesses, all the schools, and all the like the law departments, are all run by young millennials. You know. And okay. but then these young millennials, these young millennial cops start having uh, problems solving crimes. So they get that. So they go and seek out this dude who has special abilities. This old white male dude <laughs> who's going to use his old white male powers <laughs> to solve crimes. All right. So you know, like like maybe one episode, he'll like take down a bunch of computer hackers by not knowing how computer works. Like, he'll, he'll infiltrate their gang, and then he'll just be like, oh, where's the mouse now? Or whatever, and just crash all their computers or something. Oh, wow. And then, or maybe, like, one episode, he'll, like, stop this uh, this uh, drug lord by, like, having his slum sink into the ocean. Because this old white guy doesn't have to care about the environment. He's just going <laughs> to pollute it and cause global warming that sinks the house into the ocean. And or maybe well, this one episode, he'll like he'll stop. He'll, this one episode, we're gonna get very topical. Okay. We're gonna have him take on ISIS, oh. like maybe, maybe oh, like a season-long no. arc where he takes on ISIS, and he's gonna stop them because he's the only one in this world who can racially profile people. <laughs> oh no! So you're gonna have a whole season on ISIS? Th- that's gonna be like the season-long arc. We're not gonna like do it for the whole season, but you know it's like gonna be bits and pieces here and there leading up to the finale. Then I'll take them down with his old white man powers. Now, that's, Aaron, that's my pitch, guys. I don't, I don't want to lie to you. This is right on brand for us um, <laughs> here at CBS. This is just exactly what we look for in a show: uh, something completely out of touch, something mildly offensive in many ways, and uh, you know something that makes the millennials feel bad about themselves. Uh, That's exactly beings. what I was aiming for. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch it. I don't know what you think, David. Uh, David. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought you were like pitch it, like, oh, I'm gonna say that you're gonna finish it. But I am gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to hop on board for this freight train that's moving forward. Well, it's not to... exactly moving forward. It's more of a <laughs> it's more of a backwards. regressing into olden times. And because of that, Aaron, we're going to have Donald Trump personally fund your show. Oh, it seems oh wow. It seems right on brand it's, for him it's too. So fitting. So, it's so fitting. Yes, I agree. So uh Donald Trump will be funding this. Man, if only I knew how much money he had so I could tell what my budget is. Well, at least those tax returns. David, what is your pitch for us? <laughs> well, all right. I-, I was going through the shows. I'm like, wow, they are just versed in plenty of TV shows here. Oh, they're versed in them, right? that's for sure. So I, I thought, what 
I thought, what is their strongest show? I, no one kept sticking out to me. Two broke girls. Okay. It's gotta be, gotta be their strongest of course, show. Strongest. Yeah, strong. Strongest is not exactly the word I would use <laughs> to describe that show, but <laughs> it, internet knows I'm joking. But so. Oh yeah. But um. So I thought, you know, if if, if someone, because you know, if someone, if a TV. Sh- if a TV show is doing well on a network, what does another network do? They basically copy it and rebrand it and put it on their network, right? Indeed. Are we gonna do so, that with our own? <laughs> so we're gonna do we're gonna do this with our own network. <laughs> okay. Now, now think about this. Instead of it, it, but it being two broke girls, it's gonna be two rich dudes. And it's gonna be two lawyers. Oh my god, this is so true that it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> two two lawyers who are, are um they, they go through their every day to like they go through their day to day um lawyer jobs you know yes yeah, smiling yeah. Yep. doing everything a lawyer actually does but but they live for the weekend cocaine is <laughs> in their life every single week like cocaine needs to be in this show whether they be okay. snoring we'll, it we'll, we'll see if we can get that past the uh, Since... FCC but yeah yeah. <laughs> Because we'll work on but, it. and then and then it can always the show can always loop back around like so like that Sunday morning they wake they wake up and they're like man like let's let's figure out what happened this like it's last basically weekend. the then, hangover then and and they know they, they and then they sit at that coffee shop and oh, tell no. two broke girls about their crazy adventures that they had this weekend and how great their lives are wow yeah. You know, uh, so just like not being self-aware at all, and just like talking about all their rich problems to all these exactly, poor people. Exactly. Oh, that's that's comedy gold. You know, it's also very that's... true to brand for uh, CBS <laughs> and old white people. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's perfect for CBS to be honest. I mean, Two Broke Girls, I, I... big money maker for us. Uh, yeah. Aaron, what do you what do you think? I I, I just I, I need you to confirm that like since we're copying two broke girls, like every single joke in the or joke joke <laughs> in this uh, in this uh, show is gonna just be like terrible like. No, actually, we're gonna take every puns. single we're gonna take every single thing joke from two broke girls, rebrand it for two rich dudes. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So, so if they make if they make like, a poor joke about themselves, then. <laughs> The two rich dudes will make like a rich we, joke. We just about... reverse it. We would... exactly. Oh. You see, ah. you see, it's we, basically... we can just like basically recycle the same scripts. We just got like change poor to rich and, and girls to men and lawyer to coffee waitresses or like yeah, dinner yeah. waitresses. Do, do you oh, see man. the circle? Do you it, see the circle? It's basically the uh, Twilight gender swap, but with two real girls. Remember when like, she did that? I, I'm surprised year. no. I'm surprised no one's thought of this idea already because this is this is a goal. I can't either. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised David CBS hasn't has taken this already us. because you know uh, they obviously do not give a crap about the content <laughs> they produce. Aaron, what 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 kind of uh, budget should we give David here? I don't know. This seems like it can be made pretty much on the cheap. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh, an empty bag of potato chips. But I really want the cocaine to be real. And okay. some real cocaine. Well, it's CBS already has plenty of that on yeah. okay. I'm okay. sure. How else so. do you get a show like Bull to exist? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bag of chips. 
and I'm, cocaine. I'm just picking stuff from around my room. It works. You have a VHS copy of Casablanca in your room? <laughs> yeah. The, my college library also, had, is like getting rid of their VHS collection, so they're free. It sounded so I just like, picked it up. It sounded like you're like, all right, we got a bag of chips and cocaine. I'm just picking stuff that comes around my room. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Uh, the, the cocaine was definitely a joke. No cocaine here. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no cocaine at all. All right, guys. It's sugar. Let's move flour. on. Baking soda? Baking soda. <laughs> Let's all the move. essential college supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. To the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! Aaron, you have a very special movie for us today. I have a very special movie. Ooh, lay it, it on me. It is a movie I have been waiting to talk to you guys about for quite a while now but I had to hold off doing it because it is a film that I watched for my October project on my blog mm-hmm. this clever blog name is already taken tumblr.com the Check night it out. came home really Just really plug funny. it right there really on the plug really on the plug mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> okay <No. laughs> I was thinking that rap stuff no that's that's uh, it's quite all right. But uh, so this film just may be the worst film I have ever seen in my entire life. And Ooh. that is Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Garbage Day! <laughs> yes, if you weren't aware, the Garbage Day clip that usually plays before this uh, segment begins yes. on the podcast is a clip from this movie. And sure uh, Lace, Lacey was like, when I, I told him I was uh, watching this movie, he was like, I'm very excited to learn what the context for that clip is. And I watched <laughs> it. And I'm like, Lacey, there is no context. <laughs> There's no context for anything in this movie. This is not even a movie. Like I know, I know we say that all the time. We always get out of a movie like Fantastic Four or something. We're like, I don't think I even watched a movie there. I don't, I don't know if this can qualify as a real movie. But Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, absolutely cannot qualify as a real movie. <laughs> it is not, not. It, so it starts out, starts out fairly simple enough. We just get like some opening credits. We're introduced to. The main character, Ricky, who's the brother of the killer from the first Silent Night, Deadly Night film. And, like, some psychiatrist comes into the room. And he's just, like, sets up a tape recorder. And he's all like, oh, let's start talking about your life. And uh, so here's the thing about this movie. I, I timed <laughs> this. I, I paused my movie to write down the time. And the first... 39 minutes and 31 seconds of this film is dedicated to just showing clips of the first movie. (laughs) Literally, like, half the movie 
is telling the entire story of the first film in clips. Like the like the new characters will like occasionally jump in with like voiceover comments or like quick cuts back to the, <coughs> the first thirty nine minutes. It just keeps on playing a bunch of clips, multi minute clips that aren't relevant to anything from the first film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it it starts out. You know, it's like the, the the way the first showing the clips from the beginning of the first film, and it's like, okay, this might make sense to show because we need to show this origin where this kid's dudes were killed. This kid, this dude's parents were this, this kid's, kid's dudes. dudes <laughs> this dude's parents were <laughs> were killed by a guy in a Santa Claus costume, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, this could be relevant. Because the main protagonist of this movie was there. I mean, he was a baby when he was there, but he was still there. <laughs> but you're like, okay, I can see why they replayed that. But then it just goes on. It shows clips from the first movie about the the Billy. Billy the was the protagonist in the first film. They show Billy as he spends time in an orphanage, and then they show Billy getting a job at a toy store and then murdering all these people in the toy store and then it just keeps on going and going and going it's not it's not a thing where it's like showing clips to like set up stuff that's relevant to this new story it's not a new story it's half the movie it, it just shows it cuts out a few things here and there but otherwise it just shows the entire story of the first film from the beginning to the very end of the movie yeah. And it's just Yeah. I just had to pause the movie and just start like hysterically laughing because I was losing my mind watching this movie happen. How? <laughs> now, I think a point that you made in your post that is probably true is that this was definitely a money laundering scheme. Like how could it not have been? <laughs> right, right. The the it's listed as uh a presentation of the Silent Night Releasing Corporation. And I'm like, that's so obviously a phony company. Made even more evident by the fact that, again, literally half of this movie is not a new movie. (laughs) You don't even understand. And it's just like, it's so annoying. I don't understand because like they'll make like tiny changes to the footage. Like, they changed the Billy's age from, like, five to, like, seven. And it's like, why? Why, why are you changing this? Why <laughs> That's is this such a weird sense? change. Or, like, they'll, there's this one scene in the first movie where, like, the cops shoot this deaf pastor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then in this movie, after they show that scene, the voiceover is like, oh, they shot this old janitor guy. And it's like, why, why are you changing this? Why does this need to be changed? You're not even correcting mistakes from the first film. You're just <laughs> changing insignificant details. <laughs> or like, this is one scene where like Billy's in the orphanage as a child, and he stumbles upon two people having sex in the orphanage because, you know, whatever. And like, orphanages, film... orphanages are rife with that kind of stuff. Is what I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say that. But, like, the film goes out of its way to shoot new footage of a couple having sex to splice together with the old scene. What? 
it's, it, it serves no purpose. It's like this scene isn't relevant to begin with, but they went out of their way to shoot new footage of it with a completely different couple. So like they'll cut to like the faces of the couple and then they'll cut to like the original footage showing like their legs. And it's like so obviously not the same person. It's like, why are you doing this? What oh purpose does this serve? Oh, no. So, uh, that's just the beginning of this, you guys. Oh, because, oh, I know. Uh, because this is only the first half of the film. Let me, let me just throw this in again. Go read Aaron's review. It's really good. Like, all of his reviews have been really good. And, uh, yeah, again, this is him only scratching the surface. There, There's... Yeah, so if you wanted, like, a full, detailed breakdown slash uh, my descent into madness in written form, <laughs> then yeah. go read it on the blog. But just, like, uh, so once we get done with this 39-minute recap of the first film, the film <laughs> decides to finally start telling its own story. But it's, like, they only have 40 minutes left in this film. So it's like, it's not a story. It's just like more random clips. Right. Of, uh, now Ricky going around killing people. Garbage and, uh, Let me just, uh, let me ju- I just want to tell you a little about uh, Eric Freeman's uh, layered performance oh, here as me. Ricky. Lay it on best, me. It's, uh, it's pretty indescribable, <coughs> but my best attempt is to say it's kind of like Ted Cruz's dreadful Simpsons impressions. Oh, God, yeah. Mixed with a boy trapped in a man's body, pretending to be a cliche valley girl cheerleader who's doing a bad impression of Vince Vaughn's infamous version of Norman Bates, who's pretending to be a gruff action hero, who is pretending to be a malfunctioning android, and who shouts all of his lines as if every single word is an entire sentence. That's... (laughs) That's my best description of what this guy is doing in this film because I just do not understand any of his character choices at all. Oh no. So we have to watch this guy as he goes off and does random scenes that make absolutely no sense and have like no context. <coughs> like there's like this one scene where like they show him as a child and he starts freaking out because he sees some red cloth. It's like why? Wait. What does this have to do with anything? Yeah, that's okay. Or like he'll just he'll just go and like he'll he'll he kills this uh, attempted rapist in the in the woods, and then that happens. It's like it's just there. It's there's no yeah. context for it. They just cut to that scene. It happens, and then they're gone. Now, when I read that, I was confused because are they trying to imply that the girl he saves from the rapist is his girlfriend later in the film? But they just didn't use the same actress. I don't think no, because like, okay, we're gonna get we we have to get to the girlfriend because like uh, there's this one point where the psychiatrist back in like the present day scenes or whatever you want to call it right. is like, "What about your girlfriend?" And then they're like, "Oh yeah, my girlfriend." <laughs> and then they just show like it's like this silent clip where uh, the girl like drives up in her car and like almost hits Ricky. And then she, like, stops, she, like, gets out, and they just, like, stare at each other. And then he's just, in his voiceover, he's like, oh, we fell in love. It was a great romance or something. What? what? Yeah, it's, there's, there's no, there's no actually actual dialogue to set up this romance. They just, 
skip over it because there's no way they could have come up with a reasonable explanation of why anyone would date this guy. <laughs> so then his girlfriend and him, and him uh, go see a movie. Mm. And the movie they see is Silent Night, Deadly Night, the first one. I, I don't understand. <laughs> what is this doing? <laughs> He's watching Why? the video of his older brother. He's in the sequel to a movie that also exists in his world. It's like, what? Is happening? Why? Oh no! <laughs> That's like almost more proof that it was a money laundering scheme. They couldn't even make another film, like a few scenes, just to show on the screen for this movie. No, they couldn't even do that. They're like, well, might as well just use it again. Who cares? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we haven't used all the footage from this first <laughs> film yet. Might as well. Might as well throw in some more clips that weren't included in that 39-minute recount. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, when they're in the movie theater, he goes off to, like, kill some people. And, like, the, this dude pops out behind his girlfriend. And he's just like, oh, guess who I am? And then she's just like, oh, it's Chip. And it's like, what? Why can't we establish things? Why are you having this random guy pop up? But anyway, so... Chip is her ex-girlfriend, or ex-boyfriend. And uh, so the they cut to some other random scene. I don't know when this takes place in the timeline, but they get, but Ricky gets into a confrontation with Chip, and he kills him by, like, sticking a jumper cable into his mouth somewhere. Like, he just, <laughs> he doesn't attach it to, like, his teeth or anything. He just <laughs> sticks it in his mouth, and his head explodes. You know? Oh, good. And so his Science. girlfriend's not too happy with that. What? You know? Come on. You know, I don't know why. He was defending so he, your honor, girlfriend character who doesn't yeah. have a name. Uh, she does get a name eventually. Oh, okay, cool. It's, uh, Jennifer. It's Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jennifer. She doesn't have any personality or characterization or much dialogue, but hey, she has a name. They tried, Aaron. They gave her a name, all right? They did give her a name, but only after they had a sex scene. Oh, well, of course. Because if we're making a horror movie that has literally no values or anything to do good or cinematic in any way, you know, who who needs who needs uh, worth in a woman? Uh, you know, all she's good for yeah. is sex, according to these movies that you've been watching. So... <laughs> That's sadly true. I, so many. For real, all these movies you've been watching, I'm like, how can all of these films be so horribly misogynistic? <laughs> like, they're really bad. Yes, yes, they are. Especially this most recent one, which was just Don't like, worry, don't worry. There's some ones coming up that are sexist against men. So, just, okay. just wait, just wait. Got, right. some, got some equal opportunity sex. <laughs> oh, good, you. good. Love it. <laughs> So after he kills her ex-boyfriend, he just kills her because she has a problem with him now because he killed the dude. Right, yeah. And then this cop comes up and this cop is like, hey, you just killed two people in front of my very eyes, but I'm going to walk up right directly at you with my gun, <laughs> giving you the opportunity to grab it out of my hand. It's like, okay, okay. Just anything to move this along faster. And then I loved, I loved your point where it's like, 
I'm not advocating for police to just fire on fire at will, but I want some like consistency between these movies where they where shoot a man in a Santa suit for no reason. <laughs> yes, before that though, he goes on his rampage. Mm. And it's, it's it's just nonsense. It's the part where the garbage day scene happens, yeah. but that's that's the only context they have for it. He just starts going on a rampage, and he shoots this dude who's holding a garbage can and shouts "Garbage Day!" I don't, I don't. Garbage know Day? Huh? No! <laughs> <laughs> that's the only. There's no context for that. That's just there. That's scene. I don't know. And then he like looks at his gun and laughs. <laughs> what is this? And then there's like one part where he like shoots like the grill of a car, and the car just like flips over and explodes, what? and he's like, "Bingo!" He's like, <laughs> what? Science, Aaron. Of course. You can't just. You can't just like not have dialogue and just say anything. It's like this isn't how movies work. <laughs> So yeah, then after the shooting rampage, the cops confront him, but they don't they don't shoot him still. <coughs> it's like you're perfectly fine with shooting this deaf pastor in the back, but you can't shoot this guy who's Whoa, whoa, whoa. He was people. a janitor, Aaron. Oh, he sorry, this deaf pastor janitor, mm. whatever he was. Makes it he totally okay him. if they do it that way. You, you you didn't care about killing him, but this <laughs> no. dude. So after this rampage, we cut back to the present day psychiatric scenes and he's killed the psychiatrist i mean okay sure Sure. makes the whole movie even more pointless but (laughs) all right and then we're finally getting to the end of this he goes off he breaks out of jail and he finally enters the only scene in this movie that makes any sense (laughs) whatsoever in terms of being related to the first film yes and that is, he goes off to kill the uh, nun that was in charge of the orphanage when he was a child. And he just, it's so, it's such a terrible scene, though, because, like, she's an old woman who suffered a stroke. And so now she's confined to a wheelchair. And yet they have, like, a five-minute chase sequence <laughs> between the two of them. It's like, how can you not catch this old woman in a wheelchair? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and uh, okay, eventually he gets the drop on her. The, the police barge in, but they're too late to stop him from cutting the nun's head off. And as he cuts her head <laughs> off, he shouts, "Moo!" <laughs> There's no. It's... What? <laughs> It's not a movie. Would would you say it's not a movie? I would not say no, no, no. Why does he scream movie? I don't know. Why does anything in this movie happen? (laughs) So yeah, he gets shot by the cops after that. and, And the movie ends. If you can call it a movie. Mm. This but random sequence of events. <laughs> yeah. So I literally lost my mind watching this movie. It 
I'm not sure if I can say it's the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's definitely up there. Bot- bottom five. What could for even sure. beat that, to be honest? There's some films coming up that might be oh, able to okay. beat it. Once you can't that talk I can't about reveal it. to you yet because they're not posted on my blog yet. Mm. But. Mm. but yeah, so uh, if you're ever curious about that garbage day scene, now you know. Don't. You- <laughs> Was that the best part of the movie? garbage day scene of yeah. course of course yeah. i actually set my xbox to like loop that part of the dvd and I just watch it like several times over again <laughs> that's amazing all right well that is uh silent night deadly night part two it's not a movie nope i might i almost kind of want to watch the first and second one now just to know the double pack is pretty cheap on Amazon. That's what I got. It's uh, it's something. It's uh, worth how much? The money. How much was it? I think it was like six bucks. Oh, that's that's actually really cheap. They know. They know. They're like, hey, we got our money out of this. <laughs> Who cares? All right. Well, now let's move on to our final segment of the week. That being the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. The music's bad and you should feel bad. David Becca. Can I I say your name like that? David. Hello? David. Mm -hmm. Are you awake? Are you alive? Oh, yeah. Okay. David, you have the review for us this week. Let us have uh, it. Yes. I think we can... Yes, uh, yes, yes. I'm feeling positive and confident. And now, Aaron, tell me, what's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? Uh-uh-uh. No. Yes. No. David, what, what's the review? <laughs> Are we ready? Oh, I'm been, been born ready. So this is a two and a half stars. So All this right. is a good movie. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. You're getting it, David. We believe in you. We believe in you. So blank is mostly charisma less lowest common denominator, action, adventure, comedy, romance, family, animation, drama. Jeez. That somehow manages... To be both too slow and too rushed simultaneously. The humor and emotion have their moments, but never film at such a good me- melting point. The animation is kind of beautiful and unique, especially for the movie. But the songs are lame and forgettable. Not terrible, but ultimately a mess. Miss, not mess. David, I just want to. You won Fantasy Movie League this week. You got a great review for us. Uh, you know, you're on top of things. Um, you're turning your life around. Because <laughs> these are the important things. I, yeah, I guess. Um, Aaron, what are we thinking right now? <coughs> I feel like it's got to be a Disney movie. Some with sure songs, for one, sure. Though. Um. What was what was the whole like string of genres they throw yeah. at you? What was the whole genres? Ready? 
Yeah. Charisma dash less. Charisma less, yes. <laughs> okay. Lowest dash common dash denominator. And then there's action dash adventure dash comedy dash romance dash family dash animation dash drama. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. <laughs> I don't know yeah. Um, narrow it down from there. Charisma less. Yeah. Animated film? Did they say animated? Yeah. Uh, and there's songs. Now I say, Aaron, we take a guess. And then if we get it wrong, ask for the year, maybe? What year it came out, and then maybe try to get it from there? Maybe. I, I might give it away, but sure. Yeah, I mean, like, if we don't get it on the first one, we lost anyway, but... We don't win anything from this game anyway. I, I feel accomplished, though, you know what I mean? Um, oh, okay, okay. What are you thinking? Satisfaction of winning. Whatever you guys want to do. No, I, I was... Yeah, Aaron, what do, what do you think for a film? I'm going to guess Lion King. But Lacey, you hate that movie. Oh, I know I do, but I'm alone in that, so... I also don't hate the Lion King. What do you think, Aaron? I don't know. I mean, it could be the Lion King. Could also be Frozen. Ooh, that's a good point. I'll, I'll go with whatever you want to go with. Just, just say something. All right, La- uh, Frozen. Is it Frozen? No, it's not Frozen. What What year uh-huh. did this come out? The year is 1998. Oh, man. Is that Aladdin? That's not Lion King either. No, that's 91. Um, 98 would be... 100. Hunchback of Notre Dame? Pocahontas? Oh, that might be it. It's either that or Hunchback, right? Or is it Mulan? <gasps> I don't... No, I think it's Mulan. Was it Mulan? Was, was it Mulan? Mulan yeah, let's go with Mulan. Is is it Mulan? Indeed it is Mulan. Yes! <laughs> we, we solved that one. I think Notre Dame was 99 and Pocahontas was 97. And we just like met in the middle there and got Mulan. Yeah. That was good. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Oh, I love I mean, Mulan. I, I, I want to get down to business and defeat the Huns. Yeah. Like... That's what it's one of my favorite Disney movies, like ever. Yeah, I I chose this. I honestly chose this review because of the long off string of words that they just decided to put yeah, together. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> like, like oh, I guess this movie has everything. All right. Yeah, really, it does I mean, too. I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, I don't know why that's a uh, complaint of yours to say it mixes all these genres. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, David, are you excited for that uh, live-action Mulan film they just announced? They just gave a release date? Only if they sing. They might, because they're singing in the Beauty and the Beast film. And Jungle Book. I need need them to make (coughs) it out of me. Out of you. You don't care about any other movie Hollywood producers. On that note, guys, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter, and you can also find him at this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. 
uh, is doing a really great job with the night X came home. Uh, really funny stuff. So you should look that up for sure. Oh, I should. Uh, the films I've covered since oh, yeah. the last podcast covered prom night, mm-hmm. graduation day, oh. <laughs> silent night, deadly night. Yeah. Silent night, deadly night, part two. My Bloody Valentine 3D oh, remake. And Don't Go in the House. That one was weird, man. I was like, it was. <laughs> I'm like, this might, like, you called out the misogyny in some of the other films, but that one might have been, like, the most misogynistic. <laughs> it was definitely very misogynistic, but I think I was just more concerned with the film finding this dude so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, not fast. I mean, I should have called out the misogyny more because that's part of the reason why he's not fascinating. Right. But. And then uh, graduation day seems really horrible too. So <laughs> it was terrible. <clears throat> They're all terrible. Oh yeah. Different varying levels of terribleness. Yeah. With like Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two at the very, very bottom right. of everything. And we'll continue to be on the bottom. But there are some more really terrible... There's two films coming up that are also in contention for the worst film I have ever seen in my entire life. I think so I know what one of them is. But we'll get there. See, Not like the name we'll of it, but I remember you mentioning it, maybe. Um, I don't think I told you the title, but... No, I no, no. Mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And if you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex15, uh, you know... You know him. He's tweeting about them. Pokemon goes. He's uh, Harambe. Har- Har- Harambe. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> David wants a Pokemon Go game that's only searching for different Harambes, like Harambe at different stages oh, of his yes. life. I ha- I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, there's a gorilla that walks around my college. There's Wait, a guy. Really? There's a guy in a gorilla suit that walks around my college, and people. Call him out and say that he's Harambe. He comes to every single football game. It just, I, I just want to beat the crap out of this. You know, there's a if a gorilla is bothering you, there's a simple solution for that. You know, <laughs> as we all know, shoot, <laughs> don't trank, don't do that. That's that's <laughs> oh no, that's too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you can find him there. Definitely send him all of the dankest Harambe memes. Uh, he'll love that so much. Uh, <laughs> And if you want to follow me on the internet, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter. Um, if you don't like political tweets, you won't like me tonight. <laughs> it's only on debate night, so let me be. Go check out those tw- those tweets then. I stayed off social media when watching because oh, they're they're that's, that's too much. That's I like to much. assume that I'm the best at the tweets, so you should check them out, Aaron. I think you'll enjoy them. Um, but yeah, um, whatever. I mostly just tweet about video games, um, and movies. Also, you can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr, Jake Lace on YouTube. Very special secret video coming out within the next weeks, hopefully. Hopefully it'll be, it'll be out this weekend, Um, hopefully. So it might be up by the time the next podcast goes up, who knows, but it's exciting. Aaron knows yes. what it is. David knows what it I've is. Gotten, I've gotten a bit of a hint, I yeah. suppose, yeah. at it. And or just the whole should script. Be great. One, well, of yeah, <laughs> one of those. Should be great. Should be great. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to make it. Um, yeah, and if you want to find Reboot Already Underway, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, 
Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RebootRDUn, and I got it right for the first time in a long time. Um, follow us there. We post out links to the episodes, and if you want to get it a day early, you can check us out. Uh, subscribe to us on those uh, podcast services. Sorry about last week. Set of circumstances. But mo- norm- normally, we post on Wednesdays. So that's uh, how it's going to be. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this episode and our rants about CBS and everything else. But thank you, and we will see you all again next week with a brand new episode uh, and the dankest of Harambe memes. See you all next week. Hate <laughs> <Get> you all. <laughs>